Hey guys, you're listening to Terrifying Travels, where two friends discuss a true crime and a paranormal story in a new city every week. But we are still on Spookmas, or the 12 Days of Christmas. We are on day number three now. Um, Maddie, this is your idea. Would you like to tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, so... Day three, we know what we're doing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If you're on day three, you know about this, but... I'm Karina, who are you? I'm Maddie. Hi. Yeah, skipped that whole last time. <laughs> it's all right. Our moms listening know who we are. <laughs> true, true, true. Yeah. So welcome to Spook Miss, guys. We are bringing you twelve stories, uh, slightly Christmas-based, Christmas-based true crime or paranormal stories or mythological stories, leading up to December twenty-fourth, Christmas Eve. So. And this is also to get us kind of back into practice for season two, hopefully yes. coming soon. Yes. And it's my mental health break from exams. Oh, good girl. Same. I have math and science on the same fucking day. Oh. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, it's going to be great. Although I can't, what I can't wait for is the minute I pass in that math exam, I expect just a rush of relief. Like, yeah. although I am aware, too, it will probably not be as big because I'm I'll still be waiting for my marks to come back. Mm-hmm. But it'll be that moment where it's like, I am done. There yes. is nothing more I can do. I am done the next four days. And my family, my mother is Ukrainian. So we do uh, Ukrainian Christmas, too. Ooh. So I get an extended Christmas period. Nice. Uh, but for the next four days, I get to do Christmas. And I guess. Oh, I cannot pass. We put up our Christmas tree last night, and um, it's a very sad tree. It's it's very small, and we have no baubles for it. So when um, my mom moved to Canada, <laughs> she got a much smaller Christmas tree because we went from a three-story house to a condo. Yeah. Um. So I call it the Christmas shrub. Oh. <laughs> I feel that my little tree However, is on my kitchen table. <laughs> My grandmother's tree is still huge, and it spins. Oh. Oh, yes. You can get all the ornaments around the side. And so probably next weekend, because my grandfather, I don't remember him being this crotchety about it last year. But he doesn't want the tree up, because Christmas is only the 24th. And it's like, well, actually, Mary was pregnant for nine months. (laughs) So... I don't even, like, Christmas to me is honestly not religion. Christmas to me is family. But if we're going to do that... Yeah. And she was definitely in labor for more than five minutes, okay? Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. can do the whole month of December. So hopefully next week he lets me put up the tree because we're kind of pushing it. Oh, yes. And I really enjoy putting up the tree, especially, like, like I said, Christmas is family, not religion. Yep. So putting up the tree is like, even dad, he turns off the TV for five minutes. (laughs) He still sits in the middle of the living room on his reclining chair that we got to walk around. But the TV's off at least. That's good. It's family time. Anyway, uh, this one's one that we might actually both, because you have German ancestry. Yes. I don't have, well, I do actually, but we just don't count it because it's on the women's side. Um. I'm actually more German than anything else because I'm German on both sides, but I'm German on the mother's sides on both sides. It doesn't count. Oh, yeah, I love that patrilineal shit. <laughs> <laughs> but my grandparents, they served in with NATO in Germany. 
Oh, that's so funny. that's where I pick up things. I never did what I'm about to tell you about, but I did Black Peter. Do you know Black Peter? Black Peter. It sounds familiar. Black Peter is just another way that you're being under surveillance all year round. Before <laughs> Christmas, you have to be good, otherwise Santa won't come. After Christmas, and this is the one where my dad was good, was big on, because mm-hmm. Christmas dinner and stuff like that, Jamie and I just, it's been a long day, and so we start to act up. Just yeah. remember, if you don't behave, Black Peter will come and take all your stuff. <gasps> so yeah, that's what Black Peter does. He takes your stuff after the fact. Oh, I see. Yes. And I have heard very, very little about I don't think, I think this is, you'll know as soon as I say it, there's a lot of people who think that the term woke is no longer used by people who are woke. (laughs) It's used as almost a, what is the bad word? It's used Uh, in a mean way to people who just want equality. (laughs) I think, I don't even think it was the quote unquote woke people. I think it was the people that use the term woke who decided the woke people feel this way. But there was a rumor recently that Black Peter is racist. He is not. Mm. He was a chimney sweep. That's why he's black. Oh, I see. Yes, there's no race in there at all. Who knows what race he was? He was covered in suit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that that also makes sense. He came down the chimney just like Santa and he stole everything and left. Mm. Mm -hmm. Which, now that I'm older, I didn't have a chimney, so I guess I'm fine. Yeah, completely fine. So how about you? What do you have? Oh, so I would say my uh, Christmas traditions in my family are still like, like you said, not religious, but family. But then I thought about it. I'm like, we are as well as German. We are also Irish Catholic. And so (laughs) it is very much a tradition to the only um, people that are more Catholic are Romans. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So it is very much our tradition to get the youngest member of the family to go put baby Jesus in the cradle for the nativity scene. And we all sing happy birthday, baby Jesus. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. So a little bit of religion. And then my aunt Mary lived in Germany for 30 years. And so she would bring back uh, kinder eggs. Which mm-hmm. that you guys like, can't have because that's legal that we contraband. Can't have anymore, that's which is, sucks. But it was really tradition to open up your Kinder egg and like play with the toy inside and make the toy and stuff. And then we did this. Oh, we did this game. I can't remember the name of it, but you take pantyhose and you put an orange in the bottom of the pantyhose, and there's another this. orange on the floor, and you tie the pantyhose around your waist and you try to use it as like a golf club to push the other orange across the floor and they said that was either german or swedish and i can't remember i might incorporate that into my new year my christmas this year yes (laughs) it's very funny to watch and very very fun i love it Uh, yeah so then oh sorry finish up no you're good i was like i was gonna say like on my dad's side we're very uh southern baptist so that's where the religious part comes in. Yeah, y'all went to church at midnight. Yeah, it was it was very common to go to church either the next day or like the Sunday leading up to Christmas and like do all the churchy stuff. And then there would be carolers. And I think we joined one year, but I was really little and I could not sing. So, <laughs> yeah. I think that's all the Christmas traditions, really. It's mostly family. All 62 of us try to get together each oh year. God. 
Yeah, so we all try to just get together. Um, and this year we're getting together in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and I'm like very excited because it'll be not super cold. So that's great. See, I was just about to say I don't really because you've talked about that before. There's mm-hmm. in, in the United States, it seems to be common for families to have every year they do the same trip to the same place, mm. which is something I don't understand. Um, <laughs> to me go somewhere new doesn't that make sense but when you say there's 64 of you then yeah Myrtle Beach just kind of makes sense (laughs) yeah I'm assuming you guys probably have like a maybe there's a timeshare or something where you guys save because you go there every year yep yep my aunt has a condo there yep there you go So Myrtle Beach we always go oh we go every summer and then Christmas is the one that changes a lot because sometimes we'll uh, last year they went to Montana and then the year before they went to LJ, Georgia. And then every five years we do Christmas in Disney because the same aunt who has the timeshare in South Carolina has a timeshare in Disney. So all 62 of us go to Disney World every five years for Christmas. See, I'm not sure if I could do, we used to have this with Happy Valley, which was the mm-hmm. theme park in Beijing. Yes. Where I would say, let's go do something this weekend. And everyone's response was, ooh, Happy Valley. And it's like, no, that's not at all what I meant. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I could do Disney every five years. Uh, although when you think about it, that's only, what, five times for someone our age. Yeah. Um, but Montana and Georgia, God, that sounds amazing. Oh, yeah. Montana's always fun because it becomes just like a big skiing week. Like oh, we, right. we get like a week pass of like skiing and being in the snow and there's snowball fights and like everything. And then Georgia is always really fun because it's it's just really beautiful. And I, know, I want to go to Georgia skiing. so bad. Oh, yeah. But Disney is also fun because it's just really funny going up to the line and the person being like, how many is in your party? And we just go 16. Oh, my God. I can imagine their face. Yeah. Yeah. And luckily, like, not everyone's in the same thing. We split off into, like, yeah. factions. Like, it's the adult cousins and then the people with kids. And then, like, the adult cousins will go drink around the world at Epcot. So, like... Well, and that would be the benefit to going with such a big group. Like, I went with my mm-hmm. family when I was 12. Nope, because Natasha wasn't there yet. Nine. Um, And that is the issue. When there's only four of you, well, your brother can't do this. So mom and Jamie went to one, dad and I went to the other. But there were things where it was just like, no, dad can't do that. So you're not going to do it because dad just can't do that. Yeah. But when you go with such a big group, you are more likely to have someone with you who can do it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're like never an adult, alone. so you can go alone if you wanted to. Yeah. When you're yeah. nine, you can't. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But, and like, yeah. yeah. And for like the ki- the people with kids in the family, it helps them a lot with like childcare and everything because sometimes I'll just be like, Hey, um, I'm going to go get an ice cream little cousin. Do you want to come? And I'll be like, ask your mom. And the mom's like, yeah, of course you can take her. So, and then I bring her back. I'm like, yeah. So for me, Christmas was very different. <laughs> yeah. um, we don't have this stuff called snow. <laughs> so when I was much, much younger, it stopped. Um, you know, everyone likes to blame. This is a true crime podcast. We had a murder Christmas Eve. And they like to blame Patrick, that that's the reason our Christmas Eve traditions ended. But in reality, they were ending long before that. That was just the final. Yeah, we're good. So we just blame Patrick, but it's not Pat. But 
Patrick murdered someone. He's that's his problem. Um, but he did not kill Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but what used to happen is we didn't have access to well the internet, but we couldn't ship things in. Oh. So my mother and her friends used to do a girls trip to St. Martin, Puerto Rico, or Miami, where they'd go Christmas shopping. Oh. Um, but for the most part, most of our Christmas Christmas Eve, everyone went downtown. Mm-hmm. Which the word downtown makes it sound like downtown New York. It was not. They went to the center of town, the town right. square, basically. That's actually a better term. Town square elicits yeah. the right image. And all the vendors put out all their stuff on tables and stuff. Oh. So you did a lot of your Christmas shopping Christmas Eve. Oh, like a no. like a little Christmas market. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we just never even thought, like, that sounds so... Honestly, the word Christmas market's starting to sound corporate. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's what it was. And then we had tree decorating uh, ceremonies, which there's always that one person who just, oh, I bet you did a uh, coconut tree. No, you can't decorate a coconut tree. It was a mango tree, okay? <laughs> but yes. Um, multiple mango trees around the island were very decorated, they were very lovely, and there were big ceremonies to, like, turning them on. Nice. And then Christmas morning, we, we always got something for the house and for the boat. Oh. Usually, like, an inner tube, because we played with that thing so hard it didn't last the whole year. Oh, no. Um, also a waffle maker. We always get a waffle maker for the exact same reason. So then we would spend the day at the beach, and then we'd come home around 4 o'clock, where we always had, frankly, we always had strangers for Christmas dinner over. Mm-hmm. Because there's always that person. I talk to them all the time. I always meet some, oh, I'd love to do Christmas in the Caribbean. And it's like, yeah, you say that until you are in a strange place with no family. And you realize, shit, this is what Christmas in the Caribbean is. Yep. And we always found people who thought it was a great idea until the 23rd, and they're sitting down at the bar getting hammered because they've just realized they have no family for Christmas. They don't even have friends for Christmas. Yeah. So I always had. My parents, they just love strays. So I was always sitting. I'd just get up to go get more turkey and be like, Mom, what's her name again? (laughs) She just gave me her life story. I have no idea who she is. So I actually, I really miss that. And then Boxing Day, we did horse races. Oh. We went to the other side of the island. That was a really big deal. And that is also a tie to my dad's side of the family because my great-grandfather had a horse track. Oh. Um. So my dad, that's a little connection. We'd always call my, you know, when the connection was good enough, we'd call my grandfather and he would tell us which, which a horse to put money on. And we don't have, we have gambling laws, but not in that way. So my brother and I, my, my parents would give us $10 and we put $2 on whichever horse we liked. Um, if you do it right, you, you break even, basically. Yeah. Um, and that was so much fun. And then with a few years, we came to Canada. We would spend Christmas with my grandparents. And then we would drive eight hours through the prairies in the winter, which was so pleasant. Oh. If you pick up a paper beside you, that is what it looks like. <laughs> and it's flat and it is white and yeah. then we go and spend new year's with her mother with her family oh that's nice and then because my mother is of ukrainian descent we do uh ukrainian christmas mm-hmm. which is the seventh i think i can never remember oh. uh but it's one of those ones where it's actually like the seventh eighth ninth the sixth seventh or eighth or something like that it has three mm-hmm. Oh. And to be honest, twice that has actually given me a Christmas when I wasn't going to have one. Oh. 
the first one I went home, the first time I went home after moving to Canada, I got the mosquito virus. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I got chikungunya, which I think next time I tell somebody, I'm just going to tell them I had dengue or malaria or something. Oh, God. Because how stupid is the name? Chikungunya. Yeah. Like, chikungunya get ya. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I was so sick. I spent actual Christmas on the floor. Oh. Like, I'm not going to miss Christmas. I love Christmas. But I literally spent it on the floor. My parents put, like, I couldn't even drink iced wine. They put a tiny bit of ice wine in my cup, and I couldn't drink it. They had, like, the tiniest bit of turkey and potato and stuff on my plate, and I couldn't touch it. Oh. Like, three weeks later, or two weeks later, I was well enough to at least sit up at the table. That's how sick I was. Or two weeks later, I was still barely sitting up straight. Oh, my gosh. Bless. So I got to have a Christmas dinner, though. Yeah. these pierogies. And then the same thing, actually, much more recently. I was in China for Christmas. And I was coming back to Canada and I was technically, it was actually a really sweet moment. Uh, Maddie knows this. I don't know if I, I don't know if I've shared this story. Trying to leave China. It was technically the, it was supposed to be the end of COVID until Omnicon dropped. Mm-hmm. And my flights were being canceled left and right. And I was trying to fly with my cat and I was supposed to be home in time for, I should have gotten there on the 6th, I think. Mm-hmm. So I would have just made it in time for Ukrainian Christmas. However, I got and I was literally boarding the plane or about to check in. The Canadian government website said my COVID-19 um, test had to be 72 hours before arriving in Canada. Mm-hmm. However, the app said 72 hours before leaving China. Oh, which was a 40 hour difference. Oh, God. And they wouldn't let me get on that flight. No. And I still have, we talk about it all the time, we still yep. have nightmares of trying to leave. I love China, so when I say trying to leave China, I don't mean like I was fleeing, but by the time I left, it was so stressful trying to leave, I was just ready for that period to be over. Yep, yep. And so I remember, and I, of course, I got Morgan back, and he was doing fantastic. I still talk about what a great emotional support cat he was. As I started to have a panic attack, he would yell at me to distract me. Um, and I had to give him back to the people to take him to the kennel because he couldn't stay at the hotel with me. Oh. So I had to say goodbye to him. And Shanghai is a beautiful city. Uh, it was raining that weekend. Oh, no. So there wasn't much I could have done. And I realized after I could have went to Disney World or something, my brain was just so <laughs> frazzled. I just sat down somewhere. And I'm trying to figure out, I just assumed it was forgotten about. I'm sitting under a Christmas tree. There's Christmas music playing. And a man comes up to me and asks if I would like some cookies. And I just... And I said to him, oh, my God, it's Ukrainian Christmas. But he was Russian and he didn't take it well. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, it's Ukrainian Christmas. And he's, or it's just Christmas. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Now saying that, I realize that would have been only two months, a month before the invasion. Oh, which no. you and I had you and I knew nothing about at the time. Like, yeah. I don't know how none of that got to us in China. Yep. But none of it got to us. But I just, oh, my God, it's still Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> and I almost, of course, he, I never got a cookie out of him after that. Um, but I just spent the next three hours just sitting at the Christmas market. And I had three days there. So I went back a few times and just, it was the closest I got to being with my family. I called my mom. And, of course, my mom left the tree up. She didn't completely abandon me. I had a little Christmas dinner when I got back. But... In that moment, God, I, I couldn't have asked for anything better. Oh, I could have yeah. asked for a nicer Russian. I take that back. 
Yes. But that's also my fault, though, because, of course, to him, it's Christmas. I was the one who added a country to it. Right. Right. Like, that would be annoying any which way. That'd be calling regular Christmas American Christmas instead of just Christmas. Um, That's why I do. I now call it Orthodox Christmas because more than just Ukrainians celebrate it. It's just I'm Ukrainian. That's why I think of it. But, yeah, I it was one of those moments where it's like, yeah, there's got to be someone looking out for me because I just happened to end up here. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, do you know anything <laughs> about Krampus? 20 minutes in. Do I know anything about Krampus? I know that he is German in origin, or probably around the Germanic area. So like Swiss, Eastern Switzerland, yeah, Switzerland, Austria, Germany, probably Slovakia, Slovenia, like the like they celebrate celebrate Krampus, and then I know that he. It's kind of basically the devil. <laughs> and if you were bad, like, he's going to come up and just take you, like, as a little kid. Yeah, it's always something I've known of, but I've never really looked into. Mm. Um, and that's why we drink. Christine, or not Christine, I guess M has covered it. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, Christine yeah. is German. Yes. Um, My favorite Grandpa's story connection to me is a guy I was seeing. He, We only watch scary movies together. Mm-hmm. I can literally list the non-scary movies we watched. I think it's Barbie. <laughs> I don't think I could list another one that's not scary. So oh. Christmas, I ask, I want a Christmas movie. And he was so kind. He found a Christmas movie for me that was also scary. We watched Krampus. <laughs> and like, fine, I guess, thanks for finding it. I asked for a Christmas movie. I guess I should have been more specific. I liked a romantic, loving Christmas movie. Yeah. Hallmark. I'll, Hallmark, I'll settle for the animated ones. Like, you know, yeah, I Nightmare was Before Christmas. <laughs> I, I find it so interesting, the combination of holiday and, like, horror. Like, there wasn't there one that came out, like, Thanksgiving? Uh, came out this year. It's about this pilgrim from like Roanoke who like still living and he goes around and like kills a bunch of teenagers. I'd love to see that. Roanoke, I think that's crazy to me. I oh, love yeah. Roanoke. We gotta cover that yeah. one day. Oh, a gr- girl, I did this in a college class. I could talk yes. about Roanoke. Okay. I love that one. Although, I sorry, back to Christmas movies. I do think yeah. it's really smart. It is. Yeah. Because I even the romantic movies i was just watching one on netflix that was pure shit (laughs) you would think at this point like my dad and i were talking about it's basically mad libs yep it's the same script just get good actors is all i'm asking for Uh and so that's why my dad doesn't like christmas movies because he's always anticipating this stupid small town big small town girl lives in the big city, comes back to a small town, falls in love with a book, like a bookstore owner or something like that, and decides to give up her high paying corporate job. Did I just describe all of them? Yeah, you you described like 80% of the Hallmark yeah. catalog. And she's blonde. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. Maybe he'll spice it up every once in a while. He actually is Santa Claus. Ooh. Ah, so like, by throwing in a scary movie, that might have been the only way I'd get that guy to watch a Christmas movie with me. <laughs> Fair. Because there's also, I don't know any other way to describe them. Um, just black movies in general need to start breaking through the market. Because black Christmas movies are sometimes great. Yeah. But they're not the Hallmark movies, so they don't make it anywhere. 
Um, but like my dad would actually watch some of those with me. Because there's actually an interesting suspenseful every once in a while. There's a turn in it. Yeah. He's cheating and now we're going to shoot him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and yes, there is a specific movie in mind. But by spicing it up and taking out the romance out of it sometimes, taking out, changing it a bit, I think it's great because it gets people that weren't going to watch a movie to begin with. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, I agree. It's like um how people call Die Hard a Christmas movie. Yeah, when well, it's Hawkeye. probably like tangentially a Christmas movie. Yeah. Hawkeye, the the uh Disney Plus TV show mm-hmm. is being considered a Christmas movie now. Because oh. technically that whole thing, he needs to get home by Christmas. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I kinda like that. And to me that's fine. Like it yeah. doesn't always have to be finding the spirit of Christmas or finding love by Christmas. Because guess what? I'm not gonna find love in the next fifteen days. <laughs> I will yeah. not. And even if I do, I'm not accepting a ring in the next fifteen days, Hallmark. Yep. Yeah. And I don't I don't I don't love those parts. I spend the whole time yelling at the movie. You've known him two weeks. You've known him like five days. And it's like Jeez, we're gonna take his last name. He could be a serial killer for all you know. Yeah, you don't know anything about this guy. Yeah, he's a lumberjack, but what else can he do with an axe? Like, At least with the movie Krampus, you knew right off the bat, hey, he's going to kill you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's get started, though. Yeah. Uh, let, let's just jump right into it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to, so again, ask ChatGPT to write a script for me. And this time, Maddie, there's no, there's no co-host. Okay. However, there is intro music that fades in and out. Oh, oh, so you are oh. welcome to add that or just let me go. Uh, <laughs> I can add something in. Yeah, I can it's add something. It's really up to you because when I tried to edit it, I, I wasn't capable of doing that. Hmm. However, beforehand, because the last one, they gave me a script that left out the good bits. I also just add asked for some straight up information. So let's see, some regional variations. Each region has its own spin on the Krampus legend. In some parts of Austria, Krampus is accompanied by other figures, like, oh, there's a lot of red lines here, so just prepare yourself. I'm going to say it in an English accent. Okay. Frau Perchta? Yep. Or the Krampus-like character named Bartel? Meanwhile, in parts of Croatia, the figure known as Krampusnot? Or Krampari? Exploring these variations shed lights on the diverse inter- interpretations of this folklore. Mm. Now we have, so that's just, again, doesn't give me a whole heap of information, but every region has its own variation. Yep. Which I feel like that's not surprising because even within Santa, what oh, is yeah. Santa going to bring you? Yeah, and like, is he Saint Nick? Is he Saint Nicholas? Is he religious in that regard or is he not? And like, I, I yeah. find it always so interesting this is a little tangent but i always find it so interesting that a lot of countries have a santa counterpart for Mm -hmm. the naughty kids you know like black Peter. yeah so i just find it so interesting that they can't just let it be just all santa all goodness they're like no the naughty kids have to be punished too well i'm like yeah and i guess in the countries that don't have a counterpart he's gonna bring you coal yeah. Which I really enjoyed. Are you, I assume, you know the Santa Claus? Yeah. Because Tim Allen is my Santa Claus. Do you know the TV show? No. 
watch it. <laughs> so we've got two seasons of The Santa Clauses. It is a TV show that is the same, like, it's the same thing. I love when they do throwbacks and stuff like that. I really love that stuff. But yeah. there's a La Bafana. She's the Christmas witch. Oh, yep. mm-hmm. Which my mom was saying, well, I've never heard of her. It's like, yeah, but you're not Italian. Yeah, exactly. Like, Italians probably don't fear Krampus. Yeah. Um, Argentinian people, although Argentinian people, a lot of them are from Germany, so I'll take that one back. That was just the first word that popped <laughs> into my head. But, yeah. okay, West Indians, we never had a Black Peter. I got a Black Peter for my dad. Right. Um, but anyway, she goes off on a tangent about how, you know, he gives you coal or I brought the coal. And frankly, that is so much more helpful in a winter. Yep. I yep. was rewarding <laughs> you for being bad. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have Krampusloff. Krampusloff. Thank you. These parades or runs are central to the Krampus tradition. They're not just about costumes. They're immersive experiences with, with where performers embody Krampus, interacting with onlookers in theatrical ways. The atmosphere is festive, albeit eerie, blending ancient customs with modern celebrations. Yep. Yep. Those, those, uh, Krampus parades. Yep. And yep. everyone's like dressed as Krampus or like one of his uh, friends, like you mentioned. Um, you should see the costumes. They're really, really well done. Well, I have seen, you know, see, this is why I like globalization. Mm-hmm. Because things like Krampus are now making it to my Instagram feed. Yep. So I have seen a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So really good. Symbolism. Krampus embodies a blend of pagan and Christian symbolism. His chain symbolizes the binding of evil. While the birch branches he carries may represent purification or the cleansing of the past year's misdeeds, his horned appearance is also associated with na- nature spirits and ancient pagan deities like Pan. Oh. Again, one of those things where it's, you know, I think we talked about this with Iceland and stuff. Well, we've talked about this many times, but Krampus doesn't sound like he started off evil. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I never made the connection to Pan before, but that does I make sense. I recognize the name Pan. Who is Pan again? Pan was a Greek god of uh, music. He was, uh, but also mischief. Like, yes. he he was the one that he made the Pan pipes, and he was chasing a forest nymph through the forest. I think Artemis turned her right. into yep. reeds. And he took the reeds and made it into the pan pipe. So it's like the pipes of pan. Um, wow, that was a little bit of fraternity education. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I was in a music fraternity and pan was like one of our symbols. And stuff. No, you're good. But, you're good. I studied classics yeah. as well. And I'm sitting here thinking, right, right. Of course, we punished the victim instead of the creep. But whatever. Right. right. <laughs> so okay, uh, pan is. Medusa. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, Medusa. Ah, oh. <laughs> so anyway, modern revival. In recent mm-hmm. years, Krampus has experienced a resurgence, not only in Europe, but also globally. Krampus-themed events such as Krampus Knot, yeah, I just said that and I still can't pronounce it, parties and parades have gained popularity in the United States and other countries. Additionally, additionally films and literature like the movie Krampus have revitalized interest in this figure, turning him into an icon of the darker side of the holiday season. Yes, we love an icon. (laughs) Well, I think also a lot of us, 
have also been turning to, especially during COVID, I know I did it. I wonder where my family's from. Yeah, absolutely. So like, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, a lot of Germans moved to the United States. Yeah. So we all, like, I wonder what my family would have learned yeah. about. I um, think, sorry, I yeah? Think, yeah, I think also with, like, our generation, we're moving away from religion a lot more. And we are kind of embracing the kind of paganism of the holidays. Yeah. Like, I know a lot more people now celebrate Yule or call it Yule rather than Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like, I have, um, in my family, we have a little... Um, Sorry, it's one of my cousins. She's Wiccan and studies the pagan stuff. And she and her daughters celebrate Yule instead of Christmas. And it's just like little things. And so like they don't really have Santa, but they have Krampus and like the Which Yule log really and like love. other stuff. Yeah. It's making us more accepting. Mm-hmm. Because I still struggle with Wiccan. Yeah. Um, And like, uh, and that's why we drink. Uh, mm. M, I think, talks about that quite often. Yeah. And I am still, even though I love this stuff, I still, in my head, you know, there's that weird girl in high school who was Wiccan. Yeah. Yeah, and she was just weird. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, I didn't have that in my country, but when I went to university, there was always that girl who was into anime, and she had pink hair, and she was Wiccan. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, when I hear people who are now straight up adults and they're Wiccan, it's weird because I have to change my mindset on that. Mm. You know, you're, you're not 15 going through a phase. So I, but I think it's really cool because we're slowly becoming more accepting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like I say, I actually have a lot of friends who don't celebrate Christmas for various reasons, religion or personal. And so for me, Christmas has nothing to do with religion, to be honest. Right. Right. I'm not an extremely religious person. Although, like I said, you know, when I was in Shanghai, I do believe there's something leading the way. Right. I've had so many experiences going back generations where we've just sat down and been like, yeah, that was not natural. Right. Um, but for me, Christmas is family. Right. Absolutely. Which is also when I think, you know, I wonder if a lot of us, especially during COVID, we started to reach out to, you know, my grandmother used to talk about this, but we kind of lost it off. But now I want to bring it back because I need my right. grandmother right now. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, so cultural impact. Oh, this could be what we were just talking about. Krampus has left a lasting mark on popular culture. Never mind. His presence is felt in various forms, from art and literature to movies and merchandise. Artists and writers have been inspired by Krampus to create unique and sometimes terrifying representations, contributing to the per- perpetuation of this legend in contemporary society. Yep. 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 So that is the end of my facts, which still don't tell me a lot. I'm really hoping... My script will give me more information. Yes. Okay. So, like I said, I do feel bad because this is probably not nearly as in-depth as it could be. Maybe next year when I'm not writing exams, although next year I'll probably will be writing exams again, <laughs> I can go more in-depth. But I have a year to write those. But right now I thought, you know, you just covered, like, literally 15 minutes, 20 minutes ago, covered John Bonnet Ramsey. So this is a yeah. Job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just do something fun. Yes. Okay. So, intro music fades in, then out. Welcome to Legends and Myths Unveiled, where we explore the fascinating tales that have captivated cultures for centuries. Today, we delve into the chilling legend of Krampus, a figure figure whose origins intertwine with ancient folklore and traditions. 
background sounds of winter wind. Oh, I fell on the ice! (laughs) In the heart of Central European folklore, especially in Alpine regions like Austria, Germany, and Hungary, and parts of Italy, resides a figure whose ominous presence contrasts the joyful spirit of the holiday season. Krampus, a horned demonic creature, is said to accompany St. Nicholas, punishing misbehaving children while St. Nick rewards the good. I like him. Can I borrow him? (laughs) Oh, sorry. Sound of chains rustling. I don't even have any metal near me. I can smash two. Uh... (laughs) There we go. (laughs) The tale of Krampus. That's a wine glass. Okay. (laughs) Okay, the tale of Krampus dates back centuries, stemming from pre-Christian Alpine traditions. Some trace his origins to pagan rituals celebrating the winter solstice. He embodies the darker, primal forces of nature, often depicted as a horned beast, cloaked in chains, wielding birch branches or a bundle of sticks. And you know what? If they don't tell us, I'm going to say right now, those sticks and branches are probably very important. Yes. Oh, sorry. Dramatic music fades in. (laughs) The name Krampus. I can't even think of anything dramatic, but yeah. The name Krampus is derived from the old German word Krampen, meaning claw, and his appearance strikes fear into the hearts of disobedient children. Apparently, no teachers do that nowadays. Legend legend has it that on the dark night of December 5th... Oh, man, we're late. There we are. Ten days off. Okay, that's okay. It wouldn't be released on that day anyway. Yep. Known as Krampus Knot. I would assume that's also Krampus Night. Yes. This malevolent figure roams the street, seeking out those who have been naughty. I love German. German just sounds like weird English. Yeah, I mean... I personally love the anti-baby pillin. Oh, yep. yep. <laughs> I, I love German as well. It's so much fun. It's just, It's so nice. Okay, so we have sounds of bells jingling. There we go. Okay, that's the only sound effect I will get proper this year. (laughs) And that's probably not the bells they were going for either. Um, As the night falls, the sound of bells jingling ominously, yeah, there's nothing ominous about that, fills the air, signaling Krampus' approach. Children, warned to behave throughout the year, listen intently for the for fear of being visited by this ominous being. I imagine, like, that's worse than report card season. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm fairly certain I've been good, but what if I haven't? Uh, imagine just the devil, like, walking up to your house. Like, Yeah, yeah. like, have I been good or not? Are you going to pass by or not? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And who knows, maybe that one time you were mean to your parents was just enough for the whole year. Yeah, it's, it's like, oh, what God. scale are we going off of here? Yeah. Um. Okay. Soft wind sounds. Well, what if it's also a bell curve? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, I could be super good, but what if the kid down the block is, like, extremely good, which puts me in only... Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Sorry. Soft wind sounds. But how did Krampus evolve into the figure we know today? Some folklore experts believe Krampus' origins can be traced to ancient horned deities and winter spirits amalgamated with Christmas traditions. I'm just going to 
point out the fact that I just said amalgamated with no issue. Over time, this terrifying, there we go, companion of St. Nicholas became a cautionary figure used by parents to ensure their children stayed in line. Sounds of children laughing, then gasping. (laughs) Throughout the centuries, various regions have developed their own interpretations of Krampus. In some places, elaborate parades and Festivals celebrating Krampus not involve participants donning intricate Krampus costumes, embracing the eerie yet festive spirit of the legend. Mysterious music rises. That was a little bit too mermaidy. <laughs> However, it's important to note that while Krampus is a prominent figure in Central European folklore, the modern portrayal varies. Some view Krampus as a mischievous character, while others emphasize his role as a punisher of the wicked. Sounds of creaking doors. I'm just shaking my door. That didn't work. (laughs) Morgan is probably terrified outside. (laughs) Good. Krampus is coming for you for sure. (laughs) That's driving me nuts. As with many legends, Krampus embodies the duality of human nature, the juxtaposition of good and evil, light and darkness. His story continues to captivate imaginations, leaving us to ponder the significance of this chilling but endearing figure in our collective psyche. Smooth music fades in. I can't think of smooth music. Moving on. <laughs> and that concludes our... Ah, exp- oh, man, it was too short. Well, okay, but don't give me enough. <laughs> okay, that's okay. Honestly, it'd be fun to do them again next year and really go into them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that concludes our exploration of the enigmatic legend of Krampus. Join us next time as we journey into more tales that have... Tell me who, I'm curious. That have woven themselves into the fabric of our world. Never mind. Until then, remember, whether fact or fiction, these stories hold the power to enchant, inspire, and sometimes send a shiver down our spines. Outro music plays, then fades out. Ah! Uh, There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! Thank you, thank you. Good job. So again, didn't tell us as much as I would have liked to have learned, but it was funny. Yeah, it was funny. That that's the point. It was good. And so next time, I don't know what you're covering next. I am covering the case of Sabina Imam. Um, it is a case of tragic love and toxic love and Christmas. Amazing cat. Oh, so we're we're gonna cover a Hallmark story. Um. Because that shit is toxic. Uh, a homework story gone wrong? Maybe? Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so Lifetime story. Yeah, there we go. Oh, I love Lifetime Movie Network. <laughs> okay, well, I will next, I'll be covering the Icelandic Yule Cat, which I know nothing about. I'm really excited to learn about a cat. Oh, yes. I'll have our, I'll have Morgan come in as a guest. Ooh, good. Yes. Oh, he'd, he'd be great because he's very, he doesn't like... Every time we go off um, topic, he'll sit there and go, no, no, <laughs> driving me nuts. <laughs> this morning oh. while I was teaching, he pulled a pipe cleaner out from the drawer for the first time, which he was very proud of himself. And then I closed my brother's door while I'm teaching because it's right. I don't want to wake him up. And while he was playing, he shot the pipe cleaner under his door. 
Oh no. And he couldn't get it back. And he was so upset. And then oh goes, no. Teacher, what's that? And it's like, that's my cat. He's very angry. Now. Now. <laughs> Jean is also very talkative. When I'm on the phone, sometimes they just hear her in the background because she's like, attention, attention, pay attention to me. Although I will say, Morgan is pretty good. He doesn't want to be because he, he, uh, when we were first teaching online, he would become part of the class. Mm-hmm. Prepositions, cat is on my head, cat is behind me. So he is pretty good at once I start my teacher voice, he's out. Oh, that's good. I am not getting shoved up her shirt again. <laughs> you know what the kids like, okay? <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Stay tuned as we continue the 12 days of spookmas and we bring you the next case of Samina Imam and the Icelandic Yule Cat. Be sure to like and comment on whatever platform you find your podcast. It's a great way to help us out. Thanks for listening. Happy holidays and stay terrified. Bye. Bye.